The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand On Air. Fresh FM is a community access media station based in Te Tauihu, the top of the South Island, New Zealand. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website freshfm.net for our contact details. Welcome to Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers, a gardening show full of inspiration. I'm Philippa Foes-Lamb, a self-confessed passionate gardener. I've been in the garden industry for many years and I totally enjoy sharing my knowledge with you. Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers is kindly sponsored by Bay Landscapes, 33 Bait Up Road, Richmond. Open Monday to Friday, 8.30 to 5, Saturday 9 to 5, and Sundays and public holidays, 9 to 4. Today we're focusing on mulch and late spring tasks. At Bay Landscapes they have absolutely everything mulch. There's all sorts of different grades of bark which are available. There are also tubs, small bales and recyclable bags of barley and pea straw. There's also red clover straw and that's in big bales, like the really huge bales, cardboard tubs and recyclable bags. There's also wonderful sheep manure pellets and fish compost. And I must mention the garden mix for raised beds. It's absolutely brilliant. It's a, it's a combination of screened topsoil and fish compost. And it's just perfect for growing all your summer veggies. Well, I can't believe it's November. How did November happen? It's ridiculous. Crikey. <laughs> I'll be putting up my Christmas tree in four weeks. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm definitely rain dancing on our property at the moment. It looked as though we were going to have some beautiful rain on Saturday or Friday from Friday night. Did it happen on our property? Well, we got six mils total. I could not believe it. I woke up on Saturday morning and raced out to the rain gauge because I'd heard it raining in the middle of the night and there was three mils in there. I thought, what? You've got to be kidding. <laughs> then I went off to work and it poured late morning down at work and I knew it was raining at home because my neighbour said, "Here's your." sent me a message saying, here's your rain. And I got home and we'd had another three mils. I just went, you've got to be joking. <laughs> anyway, I really hope that whether you're in Golden Bay, Marlborough and the rest of Tasman District and Nelson, that you didn't get too much rain. I know on Sunday, Auckland got an absolute deluge because a dear friend of mine sent me a photo of her garden that she'd only just weeded and there was just water running right through it. So we definitely escaped that sort of rain, I think. One good thing, they did put out rain warnings, and I think at the moment that's quite important, particularly after all the floods in August. We really need those warnings, even if it means that it doesn't happen. It's better to be forewarned and have it not happen than not be warned and have it happen. For me, the main late spring task, aside from mulching, is to take time to really enjoy the spring bounty in your garden. Because of all the rain we had in August, everything is just growing so beautifully. I've noticed that a lot of the established trees have, are putting on heaps of new growth, whereas normally they just put on like a fairly moderate amount. So that's just really lovely. And the, in my garden at the moment, oh, the fragrance. Now, I didn't plant for fragrance on purpose. I planted because I loved the plants, not really thinking about what I was doing at the time. And I have the most magnificent species white wisteria. And it has racemes of flowers that are almost, they wouldn't be quite a metre long, but they'd be more like two and a half feet long. 
probably 75 centimetres. They're just beautiful. And the fragrance this year, it is the strongest that I've ever known it to be in about the 15 years that it's been planted. It's just exquisite. I was in the garden the other day and just stood there just going, wow, it, it's a really heady combination of, it's a combination of sort of lang lang combined with a very mild form of jasmine. So it's not a really sickly fragrance. It is quite heady, I will say. Probably if I smelt it in a confined space, it would give me a headache. But it just smells incredible. And then in the evening, Michaelia Figo, the port wine magnolia, joins it. And so now, then it's a combination of sort of a lovely bubblegum almost sort of fragrance or port wine fragrance along with that heady sort of lang lang fragrance. Oh, it's just divine. So there's that. And then I've also got Clematis Montana Alba, my lovely waterfall, which is coming down through a prunus tree. It was originally coming down through an acacia, but the acacia died a few years ago. And a sucker from a big prunus tree at the back of that garden it, I left it there on purpose, hoping that the clematis would be okay when I saw the acacia dying. And it's just magnificent. I've got this huge waterfall of large white clematis montana alba flowers. And again, the flowers are slightly larger this year than normal. And I think that's all due to the fact that they, we just got all that beautiful rain. Well, we got too much rain, but as far as the plants are concerned, it was beautiful. And I've got perennials flowering as well. And there's just, everything's just putting on amazing new growth. It's just the most fantastic time in the garden. So do take some time, if you, even if you have to do it in the evening after work, grab a drink and just go out into your garden, either sit and look at it or wander around it and just really notice all the little things that are happening because it's such a special time of the year. It won't be long before things are really horrendously drying out and looking a bit stressed. So really make the most of it. The most important late spring task is mulching. I know I talk about mulching a lot, but it has been predicted that we're going to have a hot, dry summer again. So really, this time of the year is really your last chance to get a decent amount of mulch on your garden before we really start to dry out too much. I have noticed that my soil in particular is drying out. I've had to start using my sprinkler around the garden in certain places. And so... If you have rainfall or if you, you have had the sprinkler on, that's a great time to mulch. It's a good time to mulch when it's, it's quite damp because if you mulch when your soil's already dry, you're just locking in the dry really. It won't do a lot of good. That's why late spring is just the perfect time to do it. Just another quick aside is um, I saw a post on Facebook about the fact that the UV index is going to be very high or it already is higher than normal at the moment and it's going to be very high this summer. They're saying that we could burn within minutes at the moment. And this is because they think, well, they think it's being caused by that volcanic eruption that was under underwater, um, under, under the ocean in January. Somewhere, I've forgotten exactly where, was it wasn't Tonga, was it? No, I can't remember where it was. But that's one of the reasons why we've all been getting such beautiful sunsets and sunrises as well. It's, it's caused by that volcanic eruption. And they think that some of the, the that moisture shot up into the into the stratosphere. I guess it would be the stratosphere, wouldn't it? And that's actually depleted the ozone layer. And it will take a couple, two to five years, they think, for the ozone layer to recover again. So that means that New Zealand already has one of the strongest UVs in the world. And this year it's going to be even worse. So it's really important as gardeners that we look after ourselves and wear a wide brim hat 
And also, when you're putting on sunblock, don't forget the tips of your ears. Even if you're wearing a sun hat, it's really important to still do the tips of your ears. And just find a really good sunblock and use it. Definitely use it. I, for one, I know I can be a bit slack. I tend to put it on in the morning and then I won't do it again. This year, I'm really going to try to be diligent about it. And also wear long sleeve shirts. If Grab one of your husband's old shirts or if you've, I've actually just got a shirt that I don't wear anymore. So I thought, right, I'm just going to wear that only for gardening and long pants. Now I know you think, oh, but it's going to be so hot. You can get really good lightweight pants. Even just lightweight cotton pants would be really good. Or wear a long cotton dress. Just don't get caught up on your roses. But it really is very important to protect yourselves. You're on Fresh FM. This is Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers, sponsored by Bay Landscapes, 33 Bait Up Road, Richmond. Open Monday to Friday, 8.30 to 5, Saturday 9 to 5, Sunday and public holidays 9 to 4. I'm Philippa Foes-Lamb. Today we're focusing on mulch and late spring tasks. As for mulch, I wanted to talk about a little bit about bark, because I know it is a very popular mulch. If you're using bark on your main ornamental garden, it's really important to put down a fairly thick layer of compost and some sheep manure pellets first, and then a, a lovely thick layer of your chosen bark. Forest floor is perhaps the best for helping to retain moisture because it doesn't tend to shift as much as some of the other medium nuggets and the large, the, the premium nuggets. Because they're larger, they are going to shift more, and also blackbirds love to flick them around. They also love to flick the forest floor around but that does tend, if you put it on thickly enough, it does tend to form quite a thick mat. But as I mentioned, it is really important to put some goodness under that bark because bark eventually will deplete your soil of nitrogen. Bay landscapes also have lovely black bark. Now you might be thinking, well, oh, why? how did it become black? It's dyed with a natural dye, so it hasn't got any nasty chemicals in it. And eventually the bark will, will just go to sort of a lovely silvery colour and you'll probably need, need to replace it. But it, it does last really well. Although if our UV is going to be stronger, who knows? So that's something else I noticed is a white rose came out into flower, a beautiful rugosa rose that I've got. And within two days, the petals were looking burnt. So it's not just us that are going to get stressed by the sun or be burnt by the UV rays. It's, it's our plants as well. So again, just keep an eye on some of your treasures and particularly if they're in containers, if you notice them starting to look a bit singed, then shift them into semi-shade. Getting back to Bay Landscapes, they have a myriad of perennials, including a fabulous selection of stunning Nemesia. This is a very hardy perennial that doesn't get too tall and will flower almost all year if trimmed regularly. We've also managed to get some beautiful astilbes, just $14 each. They have gorgeous plumy flowers and they're perfect for an area with slightly moist soil. There's purple-leaved elderberry, ponytail palms and the wonderful indoor plant called colocasia and so much more. There's also a fabulous selection of grafted tomatoes from Evandale. They're so healthy and robust. Pea and barley straw are good mulches too. Pea straw will grow peas and barley straw will grow a little bit of barley grass. Barley is really good for strawberries because it's cleaner than pea straw and breaks down more slowly. As I've mentioned in the past, my absolute favourite mulch is red clover straw. It doesn't grow anything and breaks down very slowly and adds so much goodness to the soil. Worms adore it. As I mentioned um, under Bay Landscapes at the beginning of my show, 
it's available in really large bales and and the large bales they have about 12 or 13 of the normal small bale size. Red clover does not come in, in just the ordinary small bales the way barley straw and pea straw does. But it does come in the $5 cardboard tubs and also the recyclable bags where you buy them for $17 and then when you go back to replace it, you'd only pay six. So that, that's a really good eco-friendly way of doing it. Getting on to late, more late spring tasks, or just late spring tasks, because we're in late spring. Eek, that means summer is not that far away. Oh, All beans can be sown direct now, including gorgeous scarlet runners. Now, you might be wondering why I'm saying gorgeous scarlet runners, because they do tend to have a slightly furry outer sort of skin. When scarlet runners are young, you can eat the entire thing, skin and all, and it's not too furry. As they get older, the fur on the outside does become a little bit less palatable. So it's a really good idea if you are growing scarlet runners to harvest them really regularly. And maybe don't sow too many. So if, if sow six, so six, six scarlet runner beans. That will give you a feast for a, probably a family of four. So, yeah, or if you want to freeze them, obviously, sow more. You can also plant beans out from punnets. They transplant really well particularly from cell packs, you just, a bit like peas, you've got to be a little bit gentle with them because their roots do tend to be a little bit brittle. Scarlet runners are perennials, so it's really important to incorporate lots of goodness into a deep trench. If I was going to sow scarlet runner beans, I'd do a trench about 30 centimetres deep, if not slightly deeper, pile in some good manure and some compost, dig it through, and then add more soil with compost mixed through it, and then sow your beans. This means that this will just provide plenty of food for these wonderful perennials. I love growing dwarf beans too. As you know, I bought a veggie pod last year because I was frustrated with, with not being able to garden in my kitchen garden in the paddock because it's just too hot. And I've, I've decided to grow crops like dwarf beans because I, if I put them in the kitchen garden, I forget to harvest them. I keep walking past them going, oh, I must pick some beans, but I'm usually on my way to doing something else and don't. But I found last year, I put some dwarf beans in my veggie pod and that worked brilliantly. If you don't have a veggie pod and you, you, you get frustrated like I do in the heat, then use some grow bags and plant some vegetables in grow bags and put them closer to the house so that you can harvest them easily. Plant tomatoes, courgette, pumpkin, squash, eggplant, capsicum, chilli, sweet corn and tender herbs like sweet basil outdoors now. Keep some frost protection handy just in case we do get another cold snap because even though we're heading into November, you never know. Mother Nature could still throw us a curveball. I just really hope Mother Nature gives us some regular rainfall. Please, is it too much to ask? Mm. It's a great time to sow carrots too. Choose your favourite carrot and then choose a site that was composted for a previous crop, perhaps in autumn or early winter. This is so that the soil is not too rich. If you dig in lots of beautiful compost and then sow your carrot seed, they'll germinate beautifully, but what you might find is you'll get a lot of carrot tops and not a lot of bottom. So it is quite important to do them in an area that was composted for a previous crop. You can also intermingle some radish seed with your carrot seed. This helps to space out the carrot seed, but also it helps to deter the carrot rust fly. Carrot rust fly does not like the smell of radish. And the other thing they don't like are chives. So if you put any members of the onion family near your carrots, that will help also to deter um, the carrot rust fly. 
The carrot rust fly is the little devil that gets in and you, you might find that some of your carrots have got a hole in it. That is caused by the carrot rust fly. Happy gardening. I hope you've enjoyed today's show. If you have any questions about anything I covered, email me at nelson at freshfm.net. Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers is Tuesday morning, 20 to 11. Thanks Bay Landscapes, 33 Bait Up Road, Richmond. Open Monday to Friday, 8.30 to 5pm. Saturday, 9 to 5pm. Sunday and public holidays, 9 to 4pm for supporting my show. And thank you for joining me. See you next time. The podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show, first broadcast on Fresh FM, the Top of the South's community access media station, with support from New Zealand On Air. The funding of Access Media makes these podcasts possible. To find similar programs by other community access media stations, go online to accessmedia.nz.